So this evening we'd like to explore a little more of the heart practices and particularly the multi-dimensionality of the heart that has infinite capacity and uh, responsiveness to life, to ourselves, to each other, to the world. And the Buddha spoke to four primary ways the heart moves, but of course there are many, many more uh, facets to the jewel of the heart of love. And so we've been exploring uh, the quality of loving kindness, this innate capacity of the heart to love, to wish well, to be kind. We explored that through phrases, through different wishing, connecting to different people. We've explored it through more radial, boundless uh, orientation. And hopefully you've been exploring it in a moment-to-moment way in how you meet each moment you meet each experience, whether beautiful or challenging. So this evening I want to explore a couple of other qualities of the heart and in particularly points to the responsive quality. When our hearts, when they're open, unguarded, unobstructed, and they meet pain, they meet suffering, they meet struggle, difficulty, hardship in ourselves, in each other, in the world, the response that comes forth forth is is response of care, of concern, of wanting to relieve that pain, of feeling with that person or that experience, feeling a sense of empathy and also movement in the heart to help, to heal, to care. And then the other quality that we'll explore a little later is the quality uh, when the heart meets joy and happiness in others, in the world, when people are experiencing good fortune, success, happiness. When we meet someone who's in that place, our heart gladdens. We feel delight, we feel joy, we feel, uh, we celebrate their happiness, their joy. That's the innate movement of the heart. Of course, we don't always feel that. Often in response to someone's great happiness, we go, oh, that's great. Hmm, how come I didn't get that? Why do you have all the fun and the luck? And Or as Sharon Salzburg said, that particular, you know, that promotion or that, lottery ticket or that 
praise was just heading right to me, the arrow was coming right here, and you stepped in the way. <laughs> and you got it. <laughs> and it was just about to be mine, and you robbed me. And what do we feel? We feel jealous, we feel envy, we feel competition, we feel, oh no, that person's so happy over there, like they're blissing out over there in the retreat. There's going to be less joy for me. So, actually the Buddha said that mudita, this quality of appreciative or sympathetic joy, is the, the rarest of, of the four heart divine abodes, because the habit of the ego to feel scarce, deficient, less than, competitive. So we can see these, these are not exactly polar opposites, but they are, they are a a way of responding to two, you know, two of the very stronger dimensions of human experience, one of pain and, and difficulty and one of joy and, and success. And so as we cultivate these qualities, we, we're, they become more accessible. We we're able to celebrate someone's joy and we're able to be really present and tender with someone's vulnerability. I think I mentioned on the first night, my dear friend, uh, Kelly, who um, uh, I was just visiting her on Mother's Day with her mom and dad who just bought a beautiful house in Marin and uh, their family's all sort of starting to move closer together with the kids and the grandkids and it's very beautiful family and quite connected and um, and you know, I was there with, with all of them and chatting and they just had a family outing. And then you know, days afterwards, her mother gets a stroke and uh, is still in a coma. She's in Marin General Hospital. And my friend Kelly is uh, sleeping uh, night and day uh, with her in the room. She's got a little thermorest by the bed and uh, her heart's breaking. And when I think about her and, and my love and care for her and her family, and I'm just aware of that, and this movement of compassion wishes to help and care, and sometimes there's nothing one can do, particularly in that kind of situation. But the compassion gives us the courage and the strength to bear witness to stay present with a loving, caring, responsive heart. So I'm sure you have your own situations where compassion is needed. Uh, Friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, animals, or more bigger uh, social uh, issues, homelessness, so compassion gives us the strength to stay steady in the, in the face of great pain and to be of, of help. And the uh, quality of mudita 
counterbalances the, the heaviness of that. And we need both in the world because both joy and sorrow are very present. It's part of human experience. So let's sit together and I'll guide us through these two practices. And again, please sit comfortably. Sitting with an expression of kindness to your body. And beginning by fully sensing your body sitting here on this earth, feeling that contactfulness, legs, your feet, buttocks. Feel the support of the earth holding your body. Feeling the whole upper body breathing, chest, rib cage, belly, shoulders, how the whole upper body moves with the inhale and exhale. And bringing awareness to your heart center, your center of your chest, and feel the breath moving through your heart. And in this practice, we'll be using phrases again that express our heart's wish. And in response to someone who is in pain, someone who is suffering, phrases we can use, and you can use the ones I offer, you can adapt them, you may already have your own phrases. After we visualize someone, I'll guide us through that. We can say the phrase, I care about you. May you be free of pain and suffering. May you hold your difficulty, your struggle with kindness, with ease. So those phrases are expressing our connection, expressing the heart's wish that this person be free of suffering. And the last phrase is pointing to the fact that no matter what we wish for this person, they may still suffer. No matter how much I wish for my friend's mom to be free of suffering, she may stay in the coma, she may die, and the family will grieve. So may they hold that suffering, that difficulty, with as much kindness and as much ease as possible. 
Again, sensing your heart, sensing your chest and the breath moving there. And calling to mind someone that you love, someone that you care about deeply, maybe someone in your family, child, parents, grandparents, teacher, someone who's dear to you, who you also know is struggling, in some way having mental, emotional, physical pain, difficulty in life circumstances, in relationships, in money, work, all the many ways that we as human beings can suffer. So calling someone to mind that's dear to you. Really sense this person and sense their struggle, their difficulty a challenge. See if you can feel with, compassion to feel with. And when you feel that sense of connection, then offering slowly and meaningfully these phrases, these wishes, or some version of these phrases. I'll repeat them a few times and then let you say them quietly. I care about you. I care that you're suffering. May you be free of pain and suffering. May you hold your difficulties with kindness and with ease. Staying connected to this person visually, a felt sense, a memory, their name. And offering them this wish, I care about you. May you be free of pain and suffering. May you hold your struggles with kindness, with ease. So just saying those words quietly in your own time, staying connected with this dear one. When your attention wanders or just gets lost, busy thinking about them, notice that, 
returning to your heart, calling this person more fully into your heart and recommence the phrases. And then calling to mind a good friend, someone again who you know is going through challenging times, maybe with their health or mental health, their relationships, their life circumstances, or dealing with loss, change, And taking a moment to really establish a sense of this friend, this person, visualizing them, sensing them, really feeling into their particular struggle. Feeling your care, your love for them, your wish to see them be free of that, these painful conditions. Even if you know that these conditions may stay around, even if the diagnosis is terminal, we still wish the heart wishes for people to be well, to find ease and peace in the midst of what they're going through. And so we extend compassion in this way. I care about you. May you be free of pain and suffering. May you hold your struggles with kindness with ease. And so repeating these phrases or similar, meaningfully, slowly, in your own time. Or just simply radiating the heart's wish of care, compassion for your friend.
and then extending from these two particular people and broadening this ambit of concern. And just taking some moments to imagine other people who are suffering so much pain in the world. So just calling to mind perhaps a certain group of people where the pain is uh, so much more prominent on those who are homeless, cold on the streets, those who are suffering because of warfare, famine, loneliness, grieving with loss. So extending and radiating the heart to wherever suffering may be. those in prisons, all those who are sick, radiating this caring heart, and if it helps you can use the conduit of the phrases, may you be free of pain and suffering, may you hold your pain with acceptance or with balance, with ease. May you find the capacity to hold the difficulty, whatever words come to you.
And lastly, drawing awareness back into your own heart and taking some moments to reflect on the ways that you suffer, that you experience pain physically, emotionally, mentally, in your life circumstances, your relationships. So turning towards yourself with self-compassion. Taking some time to feel into the ways that you struggle and suffer. kindly radiating the same quality of care towards yourself in the same way that you shared with friends and loved ones. May I too be free of pain and suffering. May I hold my struggles with kindness, with self-care with love. And so repeating those similar words to yourself, letting the phrases drop into the heart like a pebble into a pond. And if other people happen to come into your mind, other friends, people you know, rather than seeing them as a distraction, you can offer them the same wishes. May you too be free of pain and sorrow. And now shifting awareness to your breath, taking a few deeper breaths. Feeling how the breath can be regulating, grounding. 
shift awareness to sounds, the frogs are cheering you on, oops, they stopped. (laughs) They got (laughs) self-conscious. So you don't have to, um, this is like a midway uh, marker. You can stay dropped in if you want into the meditation. You don't need to adjust your posture. But if you feel like you need to change your posture, I'm gonna guide you in the the next meditation, the mudita, the appreciative joy. So feel free if you need to physically stretch, energetically stretch. You may want to move or shift to a chair or shift to a different pile of cushions. And just noticing what's present in your heart. So these practices are um, They're known as purification practices, which means they uh, bring up that which is in the way of the heart. So the loving kindness practice uh, brings up any ways that the heart is closed, shut, afraid, hurting. The compassion practice may bring up a fear or numbness or a a reluctance to open to suffering. We have all kinds of reasons why we choose to stay away from that because we fear being overwhelmed, feeling helpless. And as I mentioned with uh, the practice we'll do now, the mudita practice, as beautiful as this quality is, to appreciate the happiness and joy of others. We may feel less than appreciative. We may feel less than rejoicing in their good fortune. So when your best friend tells you they found their dream job and they met their soulmate, and they're moving to Hawaii because they offered a free house. <laughs> and, um, you know, on it goes. <laughs> you go, um, I'm happy for your happiness. <laughs> Grinding teeth. <clears throat> about me. So it brings up the ways that our heart cannot, at times doesn't have the capacity to celebrate, to rejoice, to appreciate. So we notice that and we we keep practicing. So the 
Dalai Lama said once that if we practice mudita, appreciative joy, celebrating the happiness of others, we increase the chances of happiness by seven billion to one. And if we include also all beings, you know, I'm, I'm watching the swallows build their nest. It's, it's grown by about an inch high since I got here, the spittle. And I'm sort of rejoicing in the happiness. They're building their home for their, for their young ones. So there's, you know, all the turkeys or the deer or, you know, all these ladybugs and um, many opportunities to celebrate the happiness others, other beings. So the phrases we can use, we can simply radiate when we call someone or some being to mind who's feeling happiness, joy, success. Or we can uh, use phrases that express that. And the phrases uh, go something like this. Um, I delight in your happiness and success, or I rejoice in your happiness and success. May your happiness and success continue to grow. Or may your happiness and success flourish. Right? So we're both expressing a simple appreciation for their good fortune and that it continue and actually flourish. May you find two soulmates and uh, two houses and, uh, <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> uh, Aaron says it's complicated. <laughs> May you find two houses, I don't know. <laughs> um, and of course, what we're orienting to is genuine happiness, right? happiness and the, and the causes of happiness. So we're not ex- wish celebrating someone's happiness that comes at the expense of someone else, that comes out of some kind of selfishness, but it's really a genuine well-being, a genuine joy. I remember teaching, so I used to teach meta retreats on the East Coast with Sharon Salzberg, and um, so we teach the mudita practice. And um, one morning, uh, one of our colleagues, Gina Sharp, was uh, giving the morning instructions and she shared with the group, said, oh, I've, I've got something to share, really, I'm really excited. This I just got a phone call from my daughter and she said, this morning I've just become a grandmother. And you know, this was after about a week of doing lots of loving kindness practice, so people were pretty open. And I was sitting next to her and just looked at the whole room, the hundred faces lit up with appreciative joy. You know, just that celebrating our happiness, this very beautiful, simple human experiences. So um, we all know this quality. We all have it at times. And like all of these qualities, we can nurture it. We can grow. Okay, so finding a comfortable posture. And sometimes this practice is simply supported by attuning to that which is gladdening the mind and heart, joyful. So and for some of you that may be hearing the chorus of the frogs. 
this beautiful sound, the night air. Good fortune to be here at Spirit Rock on retreat and meditation. And just call to mind an experience today, this week, that's touched your heart. You're seeing some flowers, or the flight of a bird, or playful turkeys, some laughter in a group, a gesture someone showed you. Feel into that gladdening of the mind. It may bring a smile, warmth to the heart. And now calling to mind someone you know, someone you love, someone you care about, whose life is going particularly well, who's feeling some joy in their life, some happiness, some success, some good fortune, maybe in their work, in their relationships, in their parenting, in their Just imagining them in the simple joys that they like to do. Maybe they love to garden or play with their dog or their kids or be out in nature or being quiet, reading a book. Whatever brings this person joy, particularly if it's very alive in their life right now, Calling them to mind, calling their happiness, their joy, their success, their good fortune. And imagining them or recalling a time when you were sensing their joy, their happiness. And then radiating this appreciative joy that celebrates their happiness. I delight in your good fortune and happiness. May your happiness and good fortune continue. I'm happy for you. I celebrate your happiness and good fortune. May your happiness and good fortune flourish.
delight in your happiness and good fortune. May your happiness and joy continue to flourish. Whatever words speak to you, saying these, offering these slowly, meaningfully. And now calling to mind someone else you know, maybe a good friend. And again, choosing someone whom you know currently is feeling well, experiencing happiness and joy, or success and flourishing in their lives. And offering this same wish, I rejoice in your happiness and success. May your joy and good fortune continue to grow.
And then calling one last person to mind. Can be a neighbor, a relative, a colleague at work, or even a relative stranger who you know has come into some good fortune or someone at the post office who seems to be happy and jolly. Sensing their happiness. I'm happy for your happiness. Your joy and good fortune flourish. And extending that out to everybody here in this retreat. Whatever ways that people are experiencing joy, genuine causes for happiness, just the good fortune to be here, the blessing to be in this retreat at this time. Extending a more general rejoicing in the good fortune of everyone here. So this last practice, the appreciative joy practice, is really a delightful practice. I spent six weeks on a retreat once um, cultivating it, and it was uh, a great source of joy. And um, I did it did it for particular friends of mine who I knew were were, were flourishing and. Um, I actually used to do it uh, to my dearest friends, and they're a couple. And um, in my meditation, what would happen is, and they're very playful, one, 
and then see them both on the couch together and one would nudge the other and say, it's my turn for the sympathetic joy. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> That's why I'm sharing that. Anyhow. Life goes on. Jolly good. Um, <laughs> You're being more American sharing about yourself. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> so I did want to leave you with a poem. Um, about joy, because uh, the point of the, me sharing that was that um, you know often uh, Buddhism and uh, has a sort of a, can get a rap about orienting a lot towards suffering and dukkha, and in my experience, actually, it's a, the practice has been one of tremendous gladdening and deep access to joy and happiness and well-being and peace and um, partly through learning how to train the attention and how to cultivate these beautiful qualities. So, and we can, we can incline our mind in any moment towards that which is gladdening and brightening. And so I'll leave you with this poem. It's better in daytime, but this is a good time to share it. So it's, it's from Mary Oliver, it's called Mindful. It's about joy and she says, every day I see or hear something that more or less kills me with delight, that leaves me like a needle in the haystack of light. It is what I was born for, to look, to listen, to lose myself inside this soft world with joy and acclamation. Nor am I talking about the exceptional, but of the ordinary, the common, the daily presentations. Oh, good scholar, I say to myself, how could you help but grow wise with such teachings as these, the untrimmable light of the world, the oceans shine, and the prayers that are made out of grasses. So here we are surrounded by prayers that are made out of grasses and lots of opportunities for joy and gladdening the heart. It doesn't mean you need to be joyful, but we can incline our mind in that way in the same way that we can incline our mind towards this beautiful heart of care and compassion when we meet suffering in the world and in ourselves. So um, both Aaron and I will be offering groups tomorrow. Um, and so we're not gonna take any questions tonight, but there may be questions that have come up both uh, from the practices that Aaron led and that I've led in the loving kindness and the, the heart practices. And so that may be a, a chance for you to ask some of those questions or any other questions about practice. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Anyhow, good night. Enjoy this beautiful night and the stars and the frogs. And you know, some of you may have a little more energy and you may feel like sitting more. Please do. The door is never locked. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org.
www.ghostbusters.org slash donate.